wheat volatility is riding high. And the cattle price won't slide. We wonder what's going to happen next. Smart money's buying sheep. Your advice comes pretty cheap. Why don't you ask what we can do? Just the two of us. Making podcasts on the fly. Just, Just the, the two, two of us. us. Just, Just the two of us. us. You and you I. And I. Right, oh, welcome back to another Ag Watchers. Just the two of us again today, Matt. We uh, yeah, well, you can tell now if it's just the two of us because one of you, you or I, have to do the intro. Do the, do the intro for a change. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just a quick market update. We haven't done mm-hmm. a market update in a while, and and well, let's be honest, we're just going to be bored organising a guest to come on this week. Been a bit busy. We've been we've both been out and about doing presos and whatnot, so. You know, burn, it's burn, um burning the candle at both ends and the middle, I reckon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be good to have a weekend of rest, rest and recuperation. Mm-hmm. After all, all the right. uh, nights out we've had lately. You've been getting out and about in Canberra, mate. I see uh, some high-profile um, new friends you've picked up. Senator oh. Murray Watt, one of one of the ones that he must be sick of seeing you. Ah, oh, well, you know he's lucky to have seen me. He, he <laughs> he's lucky he gets to meet high-profile people like us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, and you 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 you're um working hard on your lobbying for the black pudding industry and for um and for haggis and whatnot to try and get some kind of a an so, ALP policy. ALP policy on 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 awful supply. Hopefully, um, hopefully, Pacton Park are listening, and we just that, that we know we're trying to continue to pursue. Keep up the good work. Keep up the Lord's yep. plan. Our Lord yep. save your black pudding. So what's mm-hmm. happening, cattle? Uh, well, cattle and sheep, both markets are softer, uh, but this first time around we've seen you know some significant sell-off in cattle. So the Eki is um, is gone under ten dollars now, um, which is it's actually down into the low nines. The last few days have been, um, so you know, have pushing, been. What's, uh, what's pushing it down? That's it. Uh, well, I think look, the heavy steer has actually come off a significant amount too, right? So in the last week, that's down seventy cents. Um, so we're nearly we're just above 400 cents live weight for heavy steer, and to my mind, like the heavy steers drive you know drives the rest of the cattle market pricing. We've seen feeder feeder prices come off aggressively because margins in feedlot are quite tight. We know margins in processing's been quite tight, so I think we're finally starting to see some of that supply chain problems you know weighing on the market. Um, you know, and, and and with those you know with those kind of more finished end coming off, it, it drags down the rest of the. The cattle market with it you know so the numbers don't stack up if you're looking at buying young cattle if heavy steers kind of getting closer to 400 cents or maybe you know sticking under into the 300s um you can't spend as much for those live cattle even though the grass is going mad or the grass will start to go mad as soon as these floodwaters recede and it starts to warm up what, what sheep uh well they're softer too um and look that's this time of year we've obviously normally seen and when uh, you know a lot of lambs coming through, and we have up until last week, but for the week ending nineteenth um, of November, we just saw this massive drop in yardings, particularly in lambs um, as well. So if you look at um, lamb yardings, are down by about forty seven percent from the previous week on the east coast, which is which is really odd because you know middle of November, late November is, is when we start to see peak lambs coming out of New, uh, you know, out of Victoria. Um, but I just think it's too wet and too cold, and so there's been a bit of a hiccup to supply. Um, but it's interesting; it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like this, this price fall we've seen this week isn't quite corresponding to the low yardings last week. So maybe 
once the yarding numbers get released for this week, we might see a rebound in yardings perhaps, and maybe that's what's pressuring price a bit as well, but just to wait for those MLA numbers to come out. Yeah, I still think there's a lot of economic wars on the way. Yeah, yeah, there's still issues. There's still issues around kind of like you're talking global recession and China still battling COVID zero and whatnot. Yeah, well, like I just I just looking at a few indicators this week. You got crude oils back under seventy, uh, back to seventies. Mm. Uh, you got you know Baltic dry index is falling. Um, container rates are falling. There's mm-hmm. no there's no more congestion charges apparently at the moment on containers, mm. which says that well obviously there's not much congestion, which means there's less. Sub- Potentially less demand for crap out of China. Yeah, well, and consumer confidence and all and that kind of confidence. Yeah, pointing all... down. You got things like the wool markets kind of back under EMI, back under twelve hundred. I think so. I that's see, I, that's I, another I, one of those. I remember, I remember. I remember watching a commodity update earlier on a year that said that <laughs> wool had wool would not be affected in the slightest by economic a, a downturn. A downturn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck with that one, mate. Where did you get your yeah. economics background? Back in Kellogg's packet. Uh, that's the thing. You, you, you got to be careful when you're an analyst, Andrew, as you know. And I know that um, you got to analyze, even though if you like, I'm, I'm a big fan and have been a, a big fan of the sheep meat sector for some time. But that's based in the fundamentals of what I see in supply yeah, and demand. But like, you're not, yeah? you're not you're not a cheerleader for the commodity, though. Yeah, exactly. You got to look at it and and kind of assess and you know, not be not be you know being biased by the uh, by your love of the sector. Like we love the wool industry as well. Cardi Knight's one of our favorite nights. I love Cardi Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the um, but then, but then, then you've got the cryptocurrencies. Mm. Now they've they've taken a bit of a hammer in because they have they people have, have, people yeah. have realised it's an absolute. I'm not going to say Ponzi scheme because it's not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> well, it's a... it, it's, a, it's, just, it's what I would call a basket case. And, it, and, if, and if you read about that F, that FTX thing, it's like yeah. com- big companies with big you know the smartest people in the world, the massive universe, giving these <laughs> young polyamorous you know groupings uh billions of dollars they then 100 odd employees and they didn't even have an accountant <laughs> or for 40, 40 billion dollars and it's just uh, it's a farce it's, it, it is it is a, yeah, I, i've called it a lot of times a ponzi scheme on twitter but um i think a ponzi scheme it lends a certain level of organization to it yeah, <laughs> that these crypto places don't have. It's just, and I just, I just love the fact that they say, oh, it could replace currencies, but you've got volatility that is just yeah. absolutely You could buy a pizza because a pizza could be worth go from $50 to, you know, $1,000 the next day. It's just ridiculous. Mm. So mm-hmm. how, how can you spend it? Um, but anyway, I still I watched a documentary the day actually about the Chinese uh, construction, and that's a massive issue as well. They've got mm-hmm. so many, uh, so many buildings that are just going to get knocked down, and uh, it's really interesting because it's actually saying that a lot, like the one-child policy, is, is part of the problem. In that women are extremely picky in China, mm. and they will not date somebody or consider somebody who doesn't have at least one house. All right, okay. And so all these youngsters are buying houses and. Over leveraging themselves because otherwise they're not going to get. You know, it's a competitive market there. So on your on your Chinese Tinder profile, you got to have uh, you know how many yeah, houses how, you got. How yeah. many houses you got? So, yeah. and 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 you look at that like they they're struggling to sort of finish off all those buildings because they they were using a lot of uh, getting deposits in and using those deposits to build the next development, mm. and then 
you know, it's just all come. It's a house, house of cards, house of cards. It's a house in bubble. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily all that positive for the next year. I think we'll have a recession, the recession we need. Mm. Uh, is that, you're saying a bit like Paul Keating, the recession we need to have, mate. It's uh, a, a, re, a, re, <laughs> a, re, a re, uh, sort of re-examination of where we are. Mm-hmm. You go and live, you go and start living in Canberra and then all of a sudden you start talking like a politician, the recession we need to have. Recession we need to have. What about uh, the, the grain, that grain corridor, is it because that's was, just rolled off this week, has it? What's the news uh, out of that? Uh, it was last week. Uh, yeah. Keep up, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but basically back on. There's a lot of delays though. So the Turkish government are inspecting all the vessels but I think that there's a lot of delays on it. They're a lot slower than they were in the previous agreement. That could be down to weather as well. It's mm. starting to get cold. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Elena. She was saying that they were complaining about uh, it being too cold uh, and so the inspectors weren't enjoying their job. It's like, okay. good luck mate. Uh, but basically uh, it's it's back on the grains moving and that's probably put a bit of pressure on on global markets you know basically like if we look at say sea bought wheat a month ago you're talking 524 dollars a ton it's now 438 average for the week mm. so it's a fairly substantial fall that's a fall we probably be lucky to see in a whole year in a movement of that and that's in the space of you know four weeks five weeks um, but really, on the grain side of things, I think the main thing is just everyone's waiting for harvest to stop. Like, stop. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I was in WA last week, uh, as you know, and um, I got I got the chance to go out and have a lot well, of looking at an abattoir, but on the way, you could see that they were well into their harvest. There's a few fields you could see that had already been harvested. Yeah, both canola, canola and wheat, but um, they, they've not been as wet. It's the no, not at all. It's the all. east coast, and if you look at the numbers, like I looked at the grain crop numbers, that's a pretty good proxy. Mm. And look, overall, they're actually not too far behind average, but that's taken mm. into account. Queensland that seems to be doing pretty well, mm. but, but if you look at like New South Wales and and Vic, like New South Wales at this time of year, on average, you'd have about two point four million tons delivered. 380,000. Victoria should have 600,000. They're 16,000 tons. Mm. It's going to be a long, slow harvest, and the quality is going to be put. Yeah. Well, like we were saying with Adam Castle the other, the other week, um, he was saying it's at least a month behind, but I'd say these last few weeks, it's you know it's still kind of probably a month, a month behind, I would think, um, if not a little bit more than that. So unless no, it dries out, starts to dry out real quickly, yeah? I just think it's going to be slow because everyone's going to be getting bogged all the time. Mm, that's it. And um, I should, it was remiss of me to mention when I said I was in WA doing a tour. So what uh, abattoir was, actually, was it? It was the Taman abattoir, which is the um, the Minerva Australia um, abattoir. That, uh, really, it was a really impressive kind of site. Um, small abattoir because of what I was expecting, but very efficient in terms of how they, you know, the, the chain was kind of short, but geez, they were getting through a lot of uh, carcasses and um Obviously, labour was still an issue, and we were there with Harold Seeley, and, and a big fan of the podcast, a number one fan, came on the tour with us, um, Liz Jackson. Must be Liz, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, she, she she's, was... She's her only listener, to be honest. She, well, and, and your auntie Julie. Auntie Julie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, but Liz was great. It was a great road trip with, with uh, Harold's a bit of a legend when it comes to the West Australian livestock sector, and 
and you know, it was uh, it was good to catch up with him and see the avatar, but then also to spend some time with uh, Liz. She's a legend in her own right, and and a very generous person as well. Because the place I stayed at didn't have anything to eat in terms of complimentary biscuits, or as I like to call them, the cookies. But whenever I call them cookies, I get a little bit of social media kind of uh, bullying. Are you, are you American? No, well, yeah, you know, cookie biscuit—they're interchangeable. Um, but uh, Liz, Liz Jackson was very kind to um, to give me a little pack to get me through the night, full of goodies. You know, it's good to know. Good to know that you've got somebody who actually likes you. Mm, there you go. Right. Oh, well, let's leave it there. We will. And we'll pr- pretty much grains, though. It's just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Carol's Carol's collapsing. <laughs> not colla- not collapsing, just kind of correcting. World, world, world's coming to an end. It's probably the, it's probably the correction we needed to have mm-hmm. uh, to to get to get the supply chain somewhat a bit more sustainable longer term because you can't have processes and 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 feedlots getting hammered like they've been getting hammered, you know, uh, and expect as a producer that things are going to be all rosy. Yeah, everyone in the supply chain's got to got to kind of be able to you know survive longer term. And look at the uh, look at the everyone. dairy sector, mate. When the you know that you got that closure announced in all the you know uh, dairy for um, yeah. So I mean that's not a great thing for those communities and for the producers around that area that they've not got that option now because it's just too tight and too hard to operate. So you know we've just got to make sure that all the parts of the supply chain are working for the benefit of the industry. You know, not be so um, adversarial amongst people that are all part of the one sector. No, no, we've got to be adversarial. <laughs> fight, fight the power. That's right your, your Scottish coming out. I'll see you when you got nothing on, mate. Have a good weekend. To the loop. <laughs>